Thank you for that. Yeah, we've got 34-24 now. 34-24, they've scored another touchdown, have the San Francisco 49ers. So uh, well done to this team. They are through to the Super Bowl, you would think. Three minutes and two seconds remaining. Detroit Lions fans quite distraught in the stands there at Levi's Stadium. Welcome back to the Afternoons program. You're listening across 1170 AM, 693 AM up there in Queensland. We've got our poll up on the... Twitter page at Jimmy Smith Show, at Jimmy Smith Show. Do you agree with four-day test cricket or should we stay at five? Currently, 41% saying yes to four days. What's wrong with you people? 59% saying no. Keep it at five days. Just before we get to Steve O'Keefe, how did Kansas go up $15 at the start of the finals after Mahomes won a Super Bowl on one leg? That was worth a throw at the stumps in week one of the finals. Uh, Aaron? Ask 554. Now he's just doing it all the time. So not only says, says, us. Yes, uh, nice one. We do appreciate that. I'll tell you who we do appreciate. The bloke who I thought was going to have that grandstand finish. So you've got Ray Price, Mick Cronin at the SCG, and we thought it was going to be Stevie O'Keefe. It wasn't quite, but I'm happy to say he's on the line after some brilliant cricket during the course of his career. Hello, Socky. G'day, Jimmy. How are you, mate? I'm well, Stephen, but dare I ask how you are right now? <laughs> Mate, I have been, since the end of the Big Bash, just, you know, straight into cricket. Yes. Uh, a bit of an emotional wreck, Jimmy. It was a beautiful night at the SCG, all but the perfect evening except for the result. Um, and then up to watch the West Indies in what, you know, I've been to a handful of tests live, easily the best test. I've ever seen live. An unbelievable finish. So fitting of that young, inexperienced, written off West Indies team to pull a rabbit out of a hat. Shamar Joseph, 768. It was just incredible. Okay, why? Why was it so good? Was it just the performance of that that West Indies team? Did you think? We played the grab a little bit earlier, mate. You might have caught up with him for a beer last night, but Mitch Marsh was talking about the night out in Brisbane on a Sunday night, and this was prior to the Mm. day's play on Sunday. You say that might have been the, the cause, was it? The oh, Sunday no. I'm, well, I'm just saying you can get a little distracted, right? You can get a little ahead of yourself and you go, hang on, we've got a test match to win in the meantime, Mitch. And they didn't quite get it done. Well, yeah, no, I look, I, I look at this team and I'm looking for reasons, not excuses. You know, were they eyeing off the finish line, Jimmy, last test of a successful summer? You know, they've won a World Cup. Uh, they had the Waddle Trophy uh, in the bag already before the test. They'd, you know, knocked over Pakistan, albeit not convincingly. Um, But look, you know, was it just that for Australia or was it just this young team from the West Indies standing up? I look across the board. We're going to remember Shamar Joseph as the hero of the match with his 768. But I look back at the De Silva and Hodge partnership at 5 for 64. They knuckled down. I think between them, they faced more balls than the whole Australian team did in their first innings. You know, they went to work. Then you have a look at Alzari Joseph's efforts with the ball. I mean, I never got to watch the West Indies live in their heyday, but this guy, 6'4", 6'5", 145 Ks. And then the experience at the other end with Kemar Roach, who got three of the first four batters out in the first innings. Those two efforts saw the West Indies get their noses ahead in the first innings. And then... The almost unforgettable but forgotten man, Kevin Sinclair, yeah. on debut, 50. 
It's Nathan Lyon over mid-off for six. Not too many people can boast that in their whole test career. Knocks over Usman Khawaja. Couple of catches and I don't know, Jimmy, what about that celebration? I don't reckon I've seen that on a cricket field of you. I wanted to know why you didn't do backflips after getting wickets. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any particular reason? Uh, I, I was thinking more of the, the stop, drop and roll. <laughs> oh, get down um, low and go, 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 Socky. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, um, you know what? It was, you know, watching it live, even at the end, like Shamar Joseph, it yeah. looked like, you know, he just won the 100-metre dash. You know, he's just sprinting through the line like he was running through a tape, you know, straight over to the right underneath where we were watching. It was right near the support team and the crew in the dugout, and they just came from everywhere. Yeah. Like, it's hard not to be caught up in the West Indies fanfare. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. And all, all of this happening at the other end was Steve Smith, not out 91, when everyone was saying, going into his fourth innings as an opener, saying, mm. Uh, we've got some problems mm. here. And, and I know you're great mates with him, but what was your thoughts mm. on the performance of Smudge? Well, look, Jimmy, I reckon the Aussies went into the test, you know, trying to vindicate a couple of selections, yep. in particular Steve Smith and Cameron Green. So they had a few questions, the Aussies. As I said, it was a lean summer for the top six, you know, averaging mid-30s, got out of jail a couple of instances with some nice knocks from Mitch Marsh and Travis Head. I think we've answered the Steve Smith Innings. I mean, on any any other given day, that 91, you know, is a match-winning 90. Yep. It's a man-of-the-match performance. Um, you know, they needed, what was it, eight to win. So he, he nearly gets 100 and brings Australia home, but that wasn't the script. So for mine, I think the big question at the moment this Australian cricket team has is the numbers three and four, in particular Marnus. Um, he got knocked over by Alzari Joseph with a rising steepling sort of bumper, yep. which you could forgive him for in the first innings, but it was the second innings. It was almost the identical dismissal, um, but it was against Greaves, was bowling 120 Ks, and you know, I, I'm not sure what's quite off with Barnes at the moment, but you know, it's been a, quite a, a significant lean, lean patch. He has got some back-to-back 60s this summer, but you know, you need your three and four to be bankers, and when you force Cameron Green, who you're trying to you know, encouraged to get into the system. You really need your three to stand up, step up and step forward. So, look, they go off to uh, New Zealand after this. They've got a good break. It's been a big summer. But, you know, over there, those wickets can get quite juicy, green and and seam around. So, you know, we're confident as Aussies, you know, 4-1 at home. You know, it's a great summer. Um, But I think, you know, this top six got a, a lot to do to to prove a point, but, um, you know, Steve Smith opening battle, I think we've just seen the start of what's going to be a pretty special end to his career opening the batting. It was a magical 91. Are, are we convinced on Mitch Marsh and Cam Green? Oh, I mean, Cam Green there at four. Like the, Marsh bowls two overs in the first inning. Green bowls seven. I'm looking at the, mm. the second innings. Marsh does not bowl. Cameron Green bowls 10. So I'm still looking at the balance of that and saying, hmm, is he in the top six yeah. batters in this country, Cameron Green? Yeah, yeah. I, I, look, I think it's. I think it, that's where most people are looking and going. Do we want two all-rounders? Personally, yes. I think that is the right six. Yep. I think Cameron Green is in the top six batters. But I would also say on the other side of the coin, he hasn't really played a lot of red ball cricket leading into when he first got picked. He was averaging sixty and, and bossing shield cricket, but that was sort of twelve to eighteen months ago. Mm. Um, 
So it's difficult to say. Then I look over the next group of batters that are coming through. You've got Will Pukowski, who I just don't think he can pick at the moment, you know, giving his history um, with, with head knocks. You know, I, I think he's such a super talented player and, and that without that situation, I think he would be in there. They've got Renshaw in the squad and then it's who, you know, is it Nathan McSweeney? Um, you know, do they do a reshuffle? I don't think so now with Steve Smith doing so well at the top. So look, I'm still confident it's the top six. I just think they've still got to sell it to us and, and still prove that it is. Yeah. Um, and Cameron Green, that partnership with him and Steve Smith, you know, they, they basically had Australia home. We're two for 113 yeah. from memory, a 71-run partnership. Shamar Joseph didn't come on until the 29th over. Now, this is a guy that had his foot blown off during that test the night before. It's bizarre to dismissals. Hit on the toe, given out LB, on referral, not out, but then retires hurt. You think he's not coming back. You yeah. know, it was the bizarre thing of all time. Then interviewing him after the game, he said, look, I wasn't going to come to the ground. Then I got told to come to the ground and support my teammates. And then in the 29th over, he starts one of the most incredible spells by a foreign test bowler on these shores to date. Um, you know, he gets hit for three boundaries in his first 10 balls. Um, and on a wicket where no one could hit the stumps. You know, there weren't too many bowls. He was able to pick up three. Cameron Green off his back elbow and then searing Yorker to head. Three diamond, three golden ducks in a row. And um, the one that knocked over Alex Carey, then Josh Hazelwood. It was just, it was just fantastic. It was a, some great storylines going through the game. And I'm a big fan of this pink ball. Jimmy, and I know you're a fan of, of four-day tests. Well, you know, I, I can see a place for it, um, you know, uh, as... Well, can you, from what I hear? Well, how good is that, right? Hey, I'm, I'm in prime time. I'm in the eastern states of Australia. I've got four days of test matches. Of course I'm going to watch it. Like, that, that's compelling, isn't it? I, I, look, I, I was just such a big fan. It's, it's, I think the large reason why I was such a big fan of the pink ball to start with was because it was so unpredictable. Yes. Every expert you go out in the middle and have a look at the wicket, they are flat, beautiful batting conditions. Well... You know, most batters struggled on it, and it actually did offer, you know, a lot for seamers. Nathan Lyon bowled well in the second innings. Um, there were permutations. How's it going to react under light? How did it react under under um, cloud cover? You know, you had some artificial light, then you'd have daylight coming in, and, and captains and players had to be on their toes thinking the whole time. And yeah. I, I, I'm happy to put my hand up and say I got it wrong most of the time. You know, I thought Australia were just going to come out, pile on the runs, answer the questions that had been thrown at them, but... Completely wrong. Just completely fascinated by the game. It's over in three and a half days. Yeah. But you're exhausted at the end of it because it was such a great concept. Yeah, compelling, compelling. Uh, as you are, Socky, and I know we're going to hear a lot more of, from you on, on SEN, which we do look forward to. But, mate, great to chat today. Really appreciate your time, mate. Good on you, Jimmy. Brooksy, thanks, boys. I'll see you soon. <laughs> there, he is. there he is, the great Stephen O'Keefe. Got a standing ovation. Thank you very much at the SCG in his final match there for the Sydney Sixers. All right, let's get ourselves to a break. We've got a beauty. We've got a beauty. We've got 56 seconds remaining in Santa Clara. 34-31. It's the 49ers over Detroit. Let's break and back with more.